Shalom Aleichem, this is Rabbi Kovex, and Mishnah Yomi is finishing, Bezrat Hashem, Tainit today, no more fasting for now, and we are in chapter four of Tainit, Mishnah Zion, Shabbat Shachal Tishabiav Leot Betocha, the week in which Tishabiav falls, Usur, it's forbidden, Milasaper, to take a haircut, to shave, Milachabes, to do the laundry and the dry cleaning, Bechamishi, and on a Thursday, when Tisha B'Av falls on a Friday, now it can't fall on a Friday with the modern fixed calendar. I say modern, it's almost 2,000 years old. But it's the calendar that's not set by witnesses seeing the new moon, as we discussed in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, it is impossible for Tisha B'Av to be a Friday. It can be on a Saturday, in which case we fast on Sunday and we eat as normal on Shabbos itself. But it can't be on a Friday. But if it was on a Friday when you had Kiddush Chodesh uh, Alpi uh, Edim, then Bahamishi on Thursdays, Matarin Mipnei Kavod Shabbat. You could take a shave and a haircut and do the laundry because you're going to need clean items and a clean prepared body for Shabbos Friday night. And on Friday, you're not going to have the chance to do that because Tisha B'Av was observed Friday. Erev. Tisha B'Av, the day before Tisha B'Av, lo yochel adam shnei tavshilin, you shouldn't eat two cooked foods at the same time, lo yochel basar lo yishtayayin, and not eat any meat or drink wine. Now this is talking about the suda hamafseket, the last meal before the fast. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon says, Yishone. If you change your wine, that's okay. If someone normally had three cups of wine with his suda, with his dinner, and he has two cups instead, that's okay. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda says you have to turn over the bed, meaning they would turn the mattress upside down or sideways, and they have to sleep on the floor. The other sages did not agree. They said you are allowed to sleep in the bed. There are some sources that say you should be mishane in the bedding. Also, if you normally use three pillows, only use one or two pillows. That that's that's some that's a kiyum. Now, this Mishnah is interesting because these practices in the Mishnah they start the week of Tisha B'av, where in some communities, following some minhagim, some customs, they start some of these observances, uh, mournful practices of the the period of the what we call the three weeks from Shiva Sarbatamus, which we described yesterday, to Tishba of those three weeks, some practices start then. Other practices start on Rosh Chodesh Av. In some communities they will stop taking haircuts and doing laundry at Rosh Chodesh. Others continue until the week that they fall in. I, I've heard, I'm not sure, but I've heard that the Yemenites following the Rambam will still eat meat and drink wine, technically could still eat meat and drink wine the week of Tishbab, and they don't stop until the day before Tishbab, just like the Mishnah says. But of course, consult your local Orthodox Pesach, be he Yemenite or otherwise, for what to actually do in the weeks before Tishbab to commemorate the destruction of the temple. Let's get on to Mishnah Chet. Amar Rabbi Shimon, Rabban Shimon and Gamliel, Lo hayu yamim tovim Yisrael. There were never such amazingly great days for Am Yisrael, for the Jewish people. Kechamisha asar ba'av, like the 15th of Av, what we call Tu ba'av, over Yom Kippurim and Yom Kippur. Now Yom Kippur is obvious. There's slicha umechila. There's forgiveness and wiping away of our sins. But Tu ba'av, the, the Gemara gets into, there are a number of great things happened on Tu ba'av. It was the day that intermarriage was allowed. Now I don't mean intermarriage with a non-Jew, I mean intermarriage between tribes. You recall in Numbers chapter 36, the daughters of Tzlofchot inherited his land. 
uh, because Slavot had no sons, and they were only allowed to marry men of their tribe so that their land, of Slavchad's land, did not go to a different tribe. And that Takano is actually for all of the women of that generation had to marry within their own tribe so that the borders of the Shvatim, of the tribes, their land would be set. And then eventually it was allowed, the next generation, the women were allowed to marry into any tribe. So intermarriage was allowed. The Gemara brings, similarly, it was the day that the survivors of the civil war, the, the Jewish civil war with Binyamin and the other tribes, it's a very sad story, uh, on the end of Shoftim, there's a reason it's at the very end of Shoftim, because after this civil war, uh, Am Yisrael needed a king and needed a centralized uh, leadership, political judicial system. Part of the Machlokis was there was some there was a big sin done among Benjamin and the Binyaminites, the Benjaminites wanted to judge the perpetrators in their own courts instead of extraditing them to a central court of all the tribes. Anyway, after the civil war, there was an oath that the men of Benjamin wouldn't be allowed to marry uh, the daughters of other Jewish tribes. And then that was for that generation. And then, and, you know, eventually they were allowed to marry back in and rejoin the Jewish people uh, on, on the Tubaav as well. The Gemara brings Tubaav is also the day that the Metim in the Midbar, the generation that had the Gezerah to die in the wilderness, they stopped dying that day. And it was a celebration because they would usually die in Tishabav. Uh, they would, they would, Gemara explains, they would dig their own graves and go to sleep in their grave. And those who were destined to die that year would simply not wake up in the morning. Uh, but uh, for five days, they were concerned that maybe they'd gotten the day wrong. Rosh Chodesh was wrong. We're not so sure. Uh, they were still concerned. They were still sleeping in the grave. They thought they might die. And then on Tubav, it was obvious that they were, they had been spared from this Gezerah at the last, at the very last year. Gemara's it's also the day that the uh, roads were opened between the northern kingdom and Yerushalayim, so the Jews in the north could go to Jerusalem for pilgrimage. It's also the day that the sun begins to wane, so they would stop cutting down trees to get firewood for the temple. So since they were stopped going out to the forest to seek wood and trees and everything, they had more time to learn Torah. So we see from here that when your work stops, it's a celebration not because you go on vacation, but because you get more time to learn. I've actually met people in my, my day job, my other day job, and they retired and then they were bored and came back to work. When a Jewish person retires, he goes to yeshiva, he sits and learns in kolo. He's never bored. When, you know, when she retires, she takes care of the children, the grandchildren. It has nachas from all the kinder. It's beautiful. We're never bored. Thank God. So back in the Mishnah, they give sort of another observance that was done on Tuba'av. It's interesting, it's actually done on Yom Kippur and Tuba'av, apparently. So back in the Mishnah, Shebehen, on these days, Benot Yerushalayim, the daughters of Jerusalem, Yodzo, they would go out, Bekli Lavanshulin, in borrowed white dresses, Sholavayesh et mi she'en lo. Everyone borrowed a dress, you wouldn't embarrass the girls who didn't have an appropriate dress. Kolakel mituni tevila. And we don't know if any of them were tame, ritually impure. So all of them we just took to the mikveh to be on the safe side. Uvnot Yerushalayim, the daughters of Jerusalem, yotzot v'cholot bekramim. They would go out and dance in the vineyards. And the Gemara adds, the Gemara in the very last page of Tiny, uh, Daf 31, it adds that the unmarried men would come out to seek a match, to seek a wife there. Uma, back in the Mishnah, my hayu omros, what would these women say? Bahor, young man, they would say, saw no enecha. Ray, lift your eyes and see. Ma'ata borer loch, a woman you want to choose for yourself. Meaning, beauty can be subjective. A, a, a woman that one young man finds very attractive, another man might disagree as his own preference. Ain't tam letam. 
the Mishnah says, Al Don't set your eyes towards beauty. Ten Pay attention to family. Now, it sounds like this line might have been said by a different set of girls, as the Gemara does explain like this. The Mishkanidah is, It's um, attractiveness is false. Uh, beauty is, is hevel, is emptiness. But a woman who fears God, she is praised. This is from the famous uh, Proverbs chapter 31, a song in praise of Jewish women. The Omer, and they said, Tinu lo give to her from the hand, work of her hands, and let her be praised in the gates for her deeds. So it sounds here that some of the women were saying, we might not be beautiful, we might not come from the greatest, most miuchas, proud family, but we have your shemaim, we have mitzvot, we have good deeds, and we're ready to build a strong, believing Jewish family. The idea here being that you have to play to your strengths. That if somebody's trying to seek a wife or a husband and get married and start a family, don't lead with your weaknesses. You should be aware of your weaknesses, but definitely lead with your strengths and your advantages and know what you bring to the table and let people know what you are capable of bringing to the table and creating a strong Jewish family. Now, there's some of Farshim who read this Mishnah as a dialogue between the Jewish people and Hashem. That the Jewish people are saying, you know, if you if we're not so beautiful right now because of whatever transgressions we have, look at our ancestors, look at the deeds in the past, uh, and look look to our Yirat Shemayim and uh, look to our deeds and our mitzvot, and that we're trying to make a connection. So it could be read allegorically as well, like we have by Shira Shirim, the Song of Songs, which seems to be a love song between a man and woman, but is actually a love song between God and the Jewish people. Now the Mishnah concludes, Tzeina Oreina. Benot Zion, go out and see. This is from Shir Shirim. Go out and see daughters of Zion, Bemelech Shlomo, King Shlomo. That's King Solomon, but it really refers to Hashem. And his crown, that his mother crowned him with. On his wedding day, on the day of his heart's delight. That's actually the day of the giving of the Torah. And this refers actually to Yom Kippur. Uh, when the second Luchot, the second tablets, were brought down to the Jewish people. The day of his heart's delight, this is the building of the temple, which was also completed uh, right on Yom Kippur. And the Mishnayot concludes, and it's a fitting conclusion to Ta'anit, we've discussed about loss and anxiety and dangers. Uh, that the holy temple should be rebuilt speedily in our days. Amen. Yeshar Kochachem. Tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, we start Megillah.